Hi, welcome to Nebulous, a science fiction podcast. I'm your host and producer, Jacob Gothier. In each episode of this podcast, we learn a little bit about the genre of science fiction from our guests. After that, we follow the stories of different passengers on board the starship Nebulous as it makes its four-month journey to the distant planet of Amaranth. Our guest for this episode is Dr. Rich Cooper, who works as a senior lecturer in the Department of English at Texas A&M University. What would you say is your favorite aspect of science fiction? Like, what is it specifically about that genre that draws you to it? Well, I guess, I mean, you know, the imaginative possibilities more than anything else was sort of uh, uh, draws anyone. Not only do I research it, I also use it in my own writing. Uh, and I guess the way I think of it is the power that this genre has, fantasy too, to, to imagine new and other worlds. Dr. Cooper went on to point out how this imagining of new and other worlds is actually the first step in how we as humans change our existing world, making science fiction more than just a form of passive entertainment. Before we build anything, before we do anything, we imagine it, we think about it, we brainstorm it, we, we plan it, we draw it. We make sure we, we double check. We do all these sort of massive things. And so science fiction kind of plays a role in that sense and allowing us to imagine these alternative possibilities. Unfortunately, the stereotypes of science fiction and fantasy for that matter that are less than flattering still exist in the minds of many people. And I think a lot of people still carry the, the stereotypical assumption about science fiction and fantasy that's sort of these like juvenile wish fulfillments of a certain demographic of society is essentially like, whether it's laser guns or whether it's swords, it's about some guy and his, his phallic symbol and he's going out and he's conquering the universe or some magical kingdom and he gets the princess or he gets the alien girl in the end, you know. While there may be science fiction like this that is still being written today, Dr. Cooper said it just isn't the stuff that's really popular anymore. And, but most of the other stuff, the stuff that wins the awards that's popular is, is very pluralistic, multicultural. It, it, it explores from different views and things. It questions notions of good guys and bad guys. It undermines colonization, which is a central part of science fiction. All these different mm -hmm. things that it, it approaches from different angles to get us to thinking about it, not from the sort of one perspective, but now all these other voices. Thanks to Dr. Cooper for taking the time to speak with me. To be honest, before starting this podcast, I didn't know much about science fiction, besides the few books that I'd read that fit into the category. This interview with Dr. Cooper made me realize the power of not just science fiction, but stories in general, how they can change the world around us and change us. Now, strap in and get ready for this episode's story. The Stowaways. It's so great in here. I'm sorry. I guess we should have tried finding a more comfortable way to sneak on board this extremely high security Class M transport ship. Quiet. I think I hear someone coming. I think our rooms are over on this side of the ship. This place is huge. Okay, I think we're good. You two need to keep quiet. Maybe if someone would just stop complaining for once. Oh, don't even start. Stop. We are not doing this right now. Keep going. 
Ava, we can hear you. That's the vent. Is that the vent to the cargo hold? Yep. Wow. That's a lot of wood. Amaranth doesn't have much in the way of wood, so Nebulus always brings along some when they shuttle passengers from Earth. Your brother tell you that? Uh, yeah. Ava, come on. Sorry, I forgot it's a touchy subject. It's more than a touchy subject, Ava. It's fine. Let's, let's start to set up. Uh, we want to be strapped in for takeoff. Hey, how are you holding up? Thanks for asking, Bowen, but I don't really want to talk about that right now. Sure. But I'm here if you need to. Thanks. So, when do we make contact with our inside guy? The rations we brought won't last more than a few days. I'm gonna send him a message right now to let him know we got on board. You sure we can trust him? He's trustworthy. He's done this a couple times on the Sojourner. When you think about it, isn't he basically a glorified delivery boy? I mean, all he's doing is dropping off food and supplies in a convenient location for us to pick up. And we're paying him how much? Too much. But he's the only guy I knew of who would do this. Otherwise, we'd have to scavenge. Callum? He isn't responding. This isn't like him. Callum! What? Look at this. Stinks. What are we gonna do? Uh, maybe we should get off and- Launch commences in 10 minutes. All passengers, please return to your cabins and strap yourselves in. Looks like we're staying on board. But what are we going to do? I- I don't- uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. I promise. I hate to be this person- Then don't be. But we need to find a way to get food. It's been four days. We know. I've been looking at the ship's maps, and there isn't a way into the food supplies without basically guaranteeing we get caught. Can I talk with you for a second, Callum? Um, sure. I don't mind being the only person excluded. Whatever you have to say, Bowen, might as well be said with her around. Okay. Um... It's about my brother, isn't it? Yeah. I know that things are really bad between the two of you, and, well, he doesn't know that we literally smuggled away on the ship he's supposed to be providing security for, but what else are we going to do? We either starve, basically give ourselves up, or at least try talking to him. Bowen, it's my brother. He's the definition of following the law to a T. He'd probably throw me in the brig the second I stepped into view. Do we have any other choice? Yes! Give me some more time to figure it out. I'll get us out of this. Ava? Yeah? Tell him stuff that you see? Yeah, he's out. What did you want to talk about? Come on. We're on day five and about to run out of water. Callum's going to get us killed with his stubbornness. What's the deal with his brother? I mean, I know he's security on the ship, but he wouldn't turn us in. Right? <sighs> I honestly don't know. You don't know much about his brother, right? Besides the security part? No. I mean, Callum didn't mention him much at school. 
Yeah, well, when we got caught stealing that night, it was bad for all of us. I mean, the no criminals on interplanetary ships rule is kind of harsh, but you and me had no chance of ever going off-world anyway. But Callum, well, he didn't tell anyone at school this, but he was slated to be on this voyage with his brother. What? Yeah, so when we were caught... No wonder he freaked out so much. Yeah, and his brother... Nick has always been Callum's role model, and he feels like he's never been able to live up to Nick's expectations. And then when this happened, Nick basically disowned him. So yeah, that's why Callum would probably risk stealing from the food supplies and get caught rather than beg his brother for help. What if we went? Nick would lock us up. No, Ava. I think we need to just accept that we aren't going to make it to Amaranth. Once they catch us, they'll leave us at the warp gate post until we can be shuttled back to Earth. Not if I can help it. We thought you were asleep. Oh, sorry, Callum. No, you're right. We don't have a choice. I'm gonna try sneaking into a supply room. You're going now? Yeah, it's the middle of the night, so there'll only be guards around. I'll keep the comm channel open with you guys. If it suddenly turns off, that means that they caught me. I promise I won't tell them that you're here. Okay, please be safe. I will. Are you sure you don't want to try? No. Good luck, then. Thanks. Can you guys hear me? Loud and clear. Man, the vents are cramped. Hey, I'm sorry for dragging you guys into this whole mess. I, I should have thought things through better. I made a stupid choice that landed me here, so I don't deserve any pity. Especially not from Nick. I'm here. All clear? Yep. No guards. Looks like we're good. I'll just grab what we need. Hey! Crap! What's going on? A guard saw me. It's like he was expecting me to be there. It was my brother. He didn't follow me in. I have no clue why. Maybe he won't figure out where we are. I don't know about that. Just hurry, Callum. There's a chance Ava's right. Callum! Hey, give him some space. You good? Give me a sec. What are we going to do? I don't know. We're gonna have to think of something. The doors! What? I guess it's over then. How'd you figure out we were hiding in this bay? Easy. You were peppering me with questions about it before I left. Ava? Bowen? Glad to see he dragged his friends into this too. Leave them alone. Seriously? Callum, you realize this is a felony, right? You'll serve jail time once you're sent back to Earth. It's fine. Just another way I can disappoint you, I guess. Don't turn this into a self-pity party, Callum. You're a genius. You were going to get to go to another planet, and then you threw it all away just so you could... I don't even know. Look cool to the other kids at school? Well, I'm sorry that I'm not perfect like you were. Do you know what it was like growing up in your shadow? Look, Nick did this. Look, Nick gets to travel to other planets. Why can't you be more like him, Callum? Well, I'm not you, and I won't ever be. I, I didn't realize. 
Are you still going to arrest us? Yes. Well, could you two step away for a second? There's no use running. I know you're on the ship. Along with the whole security team. No, I didn't tell them yet. I wanted to handle this personally. Just bring us in, Nick. I don't want to talk. Well, we're going to. Why'd you do it, Callum? You might have gotten exempt from the ruling at some point in the future. Yeah, it would have been great staying at home with the rest of the family, being around their judgmental stares constantly. I was supposed to be on this trip. With you. I guess I couldn't give that up. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry that you had to live in my shadow. I never intended for that to happen, it just... Just sort of happened. I know. I don't know what to do now. You've put me in an impossible situation. Keep my friends hidden. Uh, what? Keep them hidden. You can take me in, but let them hide out here. They don't deserve this. They don't even have families to go back to, Nick. Callum, you've changed. I'm going to get in so much trouble if they find out. I, I know. No, you don't. I'm not going to turn you in, Callum. Wait. What? Stay in here with Ava and Bowen. I'll bring you guys food and water every two days. For your part, you have to stay quiet. And no sneaking in the vents. You have no concept of how easy it was to hear you. I don't understand. You're my brother. My dumb, misguided brother. But still my brother. Nick, you can't do that. You'll lose your- <laughs> Eavesdropping? Yeah, it kind of concerned our fate. Well, I mean it. The rest of the security team won't ever know. I've got to get back on watch, or else they'll notice something is up. You've got quite the brother. <laughs> I know. Thank you for listening to The Stowaways. A special thanks to all the people who voiced the characters. I literally could not have done this without you. If you liked this episode, please take a listen to the other episode in this miniseries, The Forest. You can learn more about the episodes and some of the behind-the-scenes work that went into them on agcj366.tamu.edu. Until next time, safe travels.